I'm Daisy. And I'm Terry. And this is the Monday Monday Mindset Mindset Podcast. Podcast. Where we share things of interest to us and hopefully to you. So let's get started with episode number two. In today's episode, Daisy is going to share with us something that she found interesting over the past week. Daisy, what do you have to share? Well, this is something I pulled from my past, actually. And I don't think it has a particular source. I think it's one of those, just those ubiquitous things that's out there that everyone knows about. And it's a gratitude exercise. And I first did this years ago. I don't know how many years ago, quite a long time ago. And it's such a small thing, but it actually had quite a profound impact on the way I see things. So I thought it would be a really good thing to kick off with. And I did do a little bit of research, had a look on Google, and there does seem to be research that has linked it to improving quite a few things like apparently your immune system, your sleep patterns, feelings of optimism, depression, relationships, and general level of humanity, i.e. just being kind to other people, really. It's quick It's easy. Well, it can be a little bit hard to start with, depending where you are right now with your mood. And you can start right now, today. (laughs) So I thought it would be a good one to start with because it's really, it's really quite easy. That sounds great. I'm curious if you could share with us what was the exercise that you learned and tell maybe then how it kind of worked for you in your life. So You start by writing down three things at the end of the day that you're grateful for. So maybe something that went well that day, made you smile, made you laugh, something you enjoyed. It can be anything at all, however small. So for some people, that's going to sound really quite easy. For other people who maybe are feeling pretty negative or very down, they're going to think, well, I just know I'm not going to be able to think of anything. Well, you will be able to think of something. It might be a bit hard, but you'll you'll be able to think of something. And it can be anything. It can be you woke up and the sun was shining and that, you know, that was nice. It can be the first cup of coffee you had in the day. You really enjoyed that. Your dog did something funny to make you laugh. You went shopping and, and as you were driving, someone let you into traffic. It can be anything or it could be something really big. You know, your your sister just had a baby or, you know, anything. So however small, however big, you just have to think of three things that day to write down. And don't worry if they end up being the same thing every day for a while. Just write down three things. So that kind of seems to help with that pressure someone might feel of, I don't have anything huge happening right now. You're really saying it's okay. It doesn't have to be something grand it could be some very kind of almost mundane daily thing. Absolutely. But it's still something that you want to highlight as a positive. Yeah. So an example could be, I feel very pleased with myself today because I've been starting to get up a little bit earlier every week. We've been sharing before we started recording. I'm just pulling that back an hour every week. And so far that's been working. So that could be something that I wrote down. Felt really pleased with myself today because I managed to I managed to stick to that. I managed to stick to that time that I had to get up by. And you just keep doing it. Keep doing it every day. 
And what hopefully you'll start finding and start thinking about being a bit more mindful in the moment of these things as they happen. And maybe start saying something to yourself, the universe, whatever, as they happen. So take that first cup of coffee of the day. This is really nice. I'm enjoying this. Great cup of coffee. Just say out loud, thanks for the coffee. Something, something that's an acknowledgement of the fact in the moment of that thing that you're going to write down at the end of the day that you're grateful for. So just have that, that acknowledgement in the moment. You can see where I'm going here. Yeah, it <laughs> you sounds become like more mindful. Yeah, by doing that each night at the end of the day, it makes you pay more attention to positive things as they're happening throughout the day. That's absolutely right. And what starts to happen is that you start looking out for the things that you're going to write down at the end of the day. And by doing that, you gradually start changing your perspective. You know, maybe you had a bit of a negative perspective before. We are starting to look now for that homework, if you like. You're starting to look for those, those moments throughout the day that had some kind of positive feeling. And that's the next kind of step to add to it is to start thinking around those moments a bit more about why it makes you happy. Why did it make you laugh? How does it make you feel? And so you're just sort of, you're just sort of expanding a bit on these moments and just do it for 30 days and see what happens. Like I say, this was a little thing. It was, it was part of some kind of course I did years and years and years ago. And you had to do some kind of work every day for, I can't remember how long it was, 50 days or something. And this was just one of the challenges that you had to do that I started doing. And I didn't think much of it when I started it. And for such a small thing, it ended up having this really profound effect. And I definitely started seeing things in a more positive light. I would more likely look for the positive in a situation, look for the positive in somebody's reaction than the negative, which I was more prone to. And it does, you know, it does ebb and flow a bit. In fact, I, I need to start doing it again. So as of today, I'm going to start doing it again for the next 30 days and see what happens. Yeah, it sounds like from what you're saying, it's one of those things that in order to start feeling better, oftentimes we don't have a lot of energy to do something big or something that takes a lot of effort. But this is actually something that you found you could do, didn't take a ton of effort, mm. but really could have a big impact by the end of the 30 days. That's right. It didn't feel too onerous. It, it did feel like a challenge to start with. I definitely was feeling very negative was not in a particularly good place. So it was a challenge to think of three things. It really was. But it became a lot easier, a lot quicker. And it did just have this, this massive, this massive change. So yes, and I, I think you're right. I think the worse you feel, the easier any kind of task needs to be. This is one of the reasons why, you know, some people would say about getting up earlier, We'll just set your alarm at 7am, whatever it is, and just do it. Just start getting up at that time. I don't work like that. <laughs> I don't know whether it's because 
I have a predominantly rebel tendency. Gretchen Rubin talks about the different tendencies, the four tendencies. I'm predominantly rebel with a large amount of questioner. And so I kind of have to ease into these things. I have to not try and force myself because rebels in particular, if you try and tell them to do something, their automatic reaction is to want to do the exact opposite. Sure. And that goes for me telling myself as well. So it's very difficult to make change because you automatically want to do the opposite of what you're trying to make yourself do. It can be exhausting. (laughs) So you have to find something that's acceptable to that part of you. And to me, my goal of getting up nice and early is one that I have to do in stages. So I've set week by week, right, this is the maximum time you can stay in bed before you get up. And this week it's an hour earlier than it was last week. And next week it'll be an hour earlier still until I get to where I want to go. And so far, at least, it seems to be working. So <laughs> yeah, I'm all about manageable chunks. And it sounds like you've figured out setting it up in a way that is going to elicit less resistance for you or from you is definitely going to help you make the progress better than if you set it up from the start as something that you're really likely to have a lot of resistance to doing. Absolutely. And so finding these three positive things, these three um, points of gratitude, though at first it's challenging, it sounded like for you it wasn't something that you resisted blatantly and instead wrote down three negative things. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like I say, it it was quite hard. And again, I think that's maybe where I impose my own rules. I don't think they really talked about the details of what it could be. Those were the rules I set myself in that it can be the smallest, tiniest little thing. And the other rule was it doesn't matter if you have to repeat some of those because you can't think of anything else. Mm -hmm. And it might start leading into other behaviors. You know, maybe you find it one you find it really difficult to get out of bed in the morning maybe you struggle to do things like pull the blinds and make your bed I remember Jen Unwin talking at low carb Denver about the way she had this system about the way she talked to patients and you always had to place yourself where they were and ask them what was manageable for them, ask them what would be a big achievement. And the example she gave was somebody who wanted to be able to get up, pull the blinds and make the bed every day. And that seemed like a a massive step, but they did it. And the next time they came back, they'd achieve that. And of course, you then you get momentum and you start being able to tackle bigger things and bigger things and bigger things. So I think always it's important to remember you start where you are. And so as tiny as that positive thing can be, doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you repeat it. Just keep doing it every day. Mm -hmm. And I think the act of writing it down as well helps. And I also like the excuse to go out and get some new stationery. (laughs) I was just going to ask you if you found, did it matter if it was something you wrote down or do you just lie in bed at night and think of the three things? What If you found any specific benefit to writing them down? Well, the challenge itself was, I believe, to write it down. And I like writing things. I like writing with a pen on paper 
I'm quite old fashioned in that respect. I still like taking notes. You know, when I'm watching something, I'll take notes with a pen and paper. But I think there's something about the act of writing it down, actually physically writing it, to me anyway, that has more impact on maybe making a note on your phone, on your computer, or just saying it out loud. And of course, the other benefit of writing it down is that you can go back and look at it at the end of the 30 days and see what that progress has been. I recently signed up for something. I can't even think of what it is right now. It's about kind of changing your brain and helping your brain. And one of the exercises is to keep a daily calendar of all of the activities and goals. And obviously, again, kind of like what you're saying from a positive perspective, not just here are all the tasks I have to do, but here are my goals. Here's my mindset and those kind of things. When I downloaded it and got to the part of the calendar, I was a little dismayed that it was a one to be printed that you would have to write on. I was expecting <laughs> I was going to fill it on the computer or my phone. And they actually talked some about that, that the physical act of writing it down engages our brain more than just thinking it. And so it sounds really powerful for you to write these three gratitude things or things that you're grateful for to write them down to the physical act of writing them down seems to reconnect you to that more so than just lying in bed thinking about it or I think so yeah throughout the day catching yourself thinking it but to actually physically write it down seems important mm. I used to always talk about that with clients when when we were trying to turn around their thinking in that right before we go to sleep there's that kind of before sleep time our you know a lot of our defenses are kind of starting to go down and during that time, if we're focused on something negative, so I can't, I can't think of anything really worse for us than to watch the late night news because then the last information in our brain is negative, is stress-related, is, you know, mm. death and destruction-related. Um, so doing them at night really it puts you in that positive mind space and that's where you're going to launch into going to sleep. You're already in a more positive place, which for most people helps them not have difficulty falling asleep. Because once we start focusing on negative things or stressful things, like if you start running through how many bills you have to pay, going to sleep is complicated. But if you end thinking about good things and actually feeling resulting feelings from those good thoughts, going to sleep is going to be much easier. That is so true. It makes me think about and it's often it's often DIY things, but it's general jobs that I need to do. I can get into that negative spiral as I'm trying to get to sleep, especially sometimes I just feel really tired, turn out the light, I go to sleep quite quickly if I'm really tired. If I'm not and I'm struggling to go to sleep, yeah, those are the kind of things that start going round and round in my head. And I start making lists of things I need to do. I might start quite often actually go into the details of maybe a DIY task that has to be done. I've even then been going around in it so much in my brain that I've had to get up right. and go and find a tape measure and go and measure something because I've wanted to be <laughs> working it out in my head at three o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. So 
I think that's a great tip and something to add mm -hmm. to the challenge is that that's the last thing you do before you go to bed. You write these three things down and then you go to bed. And actually, as you progress with this and it's been, say, a week and you're starting to think, going back to what I said before about thinking around these moments a bit more and how they made you feel, how, you know, how they made you feel positive in some way. If you've just written them down before you go to sleep, they're going to be in your mind and they're going to be the things turning over a little bit as you're going to sleep. And so hopefully you might end up thinking around them a little bit more and that's going to inspire those, the feelings that came with it. And that, yeah, that sounds like a, a great way to go to sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to do a little bit of a psychologist geek out moment here. <laughs> um, but I think this is going to be a really common theme for us because, you know, our whole topic is Monday mindset. So where we kind of place our energy, what we're focusing on, what we're thinking, and all the power that that has. And one of the things that you're describing with this activity, you know, neuroscientists would refer to the negativity bias that we naturally go more easily to negative thoughts because it's a survival technique. We actually needed that. Way back when, if a tiger came up behind you, you couldn't think, wow, that tiger is so beautiful. <laughs> Look at the coloring on that coat. Wow. Because you'd be eaten. And so you had to have the negative response. And this makes your body respond and get the heck out of there. We needed that response. Unfortunately, nowadays, we don't have as many of those kinds of threats. And so our mind, though, is set up for that negativity bias. And what happens is, and this is a common phrase you probably have heard many times, but neurons that fire together, wire together. So negative thoughts, we keep thinking them and they get stronger and stronger. And then, of course, when we need a thought, we're more likely to go to those. And so if we want to start feeling better and thinking more positively, we have to stop firing those negative thoughts. And we have to start doing the positive thoughts so that those neurons fire together and then wire together and get stronger. And that's what you described then throughout the day, you're thinking about more positive things and taking note of it. Mm. This is such a great example of this process of creating those neuron pathways in your brain. So it's not just like, oh, great, positive thought was so helpful. Like it's actually able to change your brain. Wow. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Does it also tie into this comparison between you talked about it was a survival mechanism the whole fight or flight thing I guess it taps mm -hmm. into and so that's an an acute stressor right but does that tie into people talk about the chronic stress that people are under much lower level but it's chronic it's all the time so if our behavior pattern is to have that association, is to have that negative response to something that is a survival mechanism, makes perfect sense. See a tiger, get the hell out of there. That's a good survival mechanism. But if it's a much lower level stress that's happening all the time, our natural tendency is to have that response. 
So is that the case? And then it makes more sense that we have to kind of work a bit harder to reverse that. Absolutely. We are in that stress response much more often than what is actually healthy for us. And so that also means those negative neuron pathways are getting wired stronger and stronger all the time. And so we really have to kind of stop using those pathways and start developing the positive ones. So again, as you said, thinking about it during the day, it's not just that at the end of the night, you took five minutes to think of three positive things and write them down. The fact that you started emphasizing them during the day, you started being grateful in the moment during the day, you were building positive pathways. And the opposite of the stress response triggers positive hormones and chemicals in our body. So if you wake up, open the blinds and say, oh, that feels so good to have sunshine this morning, your body's going to then be able to release these healing positive hormones and chemicals versus those stress hormones. So instead, if you open up the blinds and say, oh, that sun is so bright, that's so annoying, (laughs) you know, again, we're strengthening the negative pathway and we're allowing those negative chemicals to be the ones that are affecting us. So really then, it's actually no great surprise that such a small little thing can end up having such a profound effect. (laughs) Yeah, it's huge. And I'm laughing because the first thing that I pulled to share with you touches on a lot of these same topics. And, And I have a feeling as we're talking today, we're going to be talking about these themes quite a bit in different forms. But the, the neurobiology we're talking about is, is a common theme in everything I read and follow. So if anyone's turned off by listening to it today, they're probably not going to want to listen to episode three. Um, but it's so much stronger, I think, than what we ever believed. And I think so often we don't even realize the negative impact of our negative thinking. Hmm. and. I think especially as you kind of described it, when you're feeling really down, when you're really depressed or really struggling, it doesn't feel like you get to control that. It feels like you're just kind of flooded with these negative things. And so you just naturally gravitate Mm -hmm. toward them, which is why it takes some effort when you're at those lowest points to even think of three things to be grateful for, Yeah, but why it's so important. Absolutely. Well, we said we were going to keep it bite size and I'm already starting to feel the challenge because I feel like we could go on talking about this for ages. But the whole point was that we would keep it reasonably bite size. So we'll wrap up there and we'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for sharing that strategy with us, Daisy. I think that's really a helpful one for this week. Well, thank you for adding so much more interest to it. I knew you would. Occupational hazard. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.